Thank you for listening to the Fashion Africana podcast. Please be respectful of the intellectual property featured in this episode. Hello everyone, I'm Beatrice Angudola and you're listening to Fashion Africana podcast. And today I'm speaking to Soji. Hi. Hello Beatrice. It's so good to have you here. Soji, can you please introduce yourself to us? Okay, my name is Soji Solarin. I'm a fashion designer currently based in Berlin. And um, yeah. All right. (laughs) I came across your fashion brand and it's amazing. It's uh, contemporary. um, It is experimental and... um, it has a unique touch and I was like, who's the creative director? And I'm so glad that you found time so we can talk. Let's talk about, you know, identity, black identity. I mean, this is also the heart of your brand. So what is it about? I mean, your, your style, um, the collection, give us an insight. You know, The funny thing about growing up in America, I guess the way I grew up, like growing up in Maryland, was just like a lot of things were just normal. Like, to be honest, I knew what racism was, but at the same time, I was a bit oblivious to it. It was just a bit like that's the way things was. And then, like, you know, also being sheltered, like growing up with your parents, like you don't really experience it like that. But then I moved to LA and just realized like, yeah, like the world is really not for black people, but um, at least the Western world. But identity, um, it's very different. I've noticed in Berlin than what it is in America. Like, you know, identity in America, black kind of identity is mostly like African-American. And then, you know, obviously there's like Africans, whatever, but here it just seems to be like very different. Like, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but... Um, yeah, I was just about to ask, what do you mean with it's it's very different? If you can maybe give us an example? Or... Like, you know, in America, it seems more normal. You know, regardless of everything that happens, it seems more normal to have Black people around. So like, you know, there's like Black communities, like everything. Like in Berlin, it seems a bit, you know, like every now and then I meet someone who's like Afro-German, but... It doesn't seem to be a community, so to speak. I mean, there is, but at the same time, there isn't. You know, it's like... Oh, right. It's not so united, you would say, because... Yeah, I mean, Germany is just very German, you know? And in America, it's like you have, like, cultures. Like, for example, like, hip-hop and all that, like, started in America, which, like, you know, I'm sure there were, like, communities before that, but it's just, like, the community is a bit more, like, knit because everyone experienced... Well, everyone is experiencing history like at the same time you know like and here it just seems more i don't know how to explain it really like you know it's like sometimes i still find that i'm the only black person on the train for example at least in my row where i'm sitting where in america it's like not really like that unless you go to like the south or something you know but yeah yeah so it's just like you know moving here i just kind of realized that and i always had this idea you know it's just that i wanted to make something that was representative of who I am which we don't really get taught that in school you know like I don't know it's just like every black person I feel at some point just has to find 
what identity means to them because it's like the world is like so white and everything you know it's like catered to like white people like how i learned for example how to design in school like no one really said something like oh try to put your history into it or whatever or when they did they're just like oh maybe experiment with like african fabric and stuff mm-hmm. but it just seems like you know it's very easy for white people to just like find their place their identity it's like it's almost there they just settle into it and black people have to kind of like search around and for me, I feel like, you know, it was just like a bit of searching, like trying to like, and like somehow I just kind of got into it. I remember the first time I heard about like a black rodeo mm-hmm. that was coming to Los Angeles. It was like this Will Pickett, like a uh, rodeo that like moves around America. And I just looked into it and somehow I got a bit like um into like the culture and like somewhere in history, I just found that, you know, most of like the old but most of the original cowboys were like black native american like all that and it kind of just made sense because it's like you know think about it like in the 1800s like oh whenever slavery and all that was still going on like no white man was like trying to get his hands dirty so it would make sense that after that you know like the black people got like the menial job and like you know so i did a little research about that and just you know it made sense and i was like wait there's like something to like you know find here like it was kind of like my first step into like owning like my black identity almost it's just like you know like it was the first thing i did that was like okay this has an identity to it and i guess that's just kind of like led up to like you know whatever it is i'm doing now kind of you know like trying to and it's also trying to juggle between my african-american side so to say and also my African side, I mean, I'm definitely more Nigerian than I am anything else, but, you know, mm-hmm. America, me. so it's always going to be like, you know, it's where I grew up. So it's, I guess yeah. now identity to me is trying to like juggle both. If that oh, makes yeah. sense. How old were you actually when you um, moved from Nigeria to the US? I was, I believe 13. All right. Like right before high school. So I was like a teenager, you know, but also I saw Nigeria from like a very sheltered point of view, you know? Yeah. 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 And you know, in Nigeria, like everyone is black. You don't know what racism is. Like, you know, none of this crap. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So moving to America, it was more noticing you were being treated a bit differently, but then there's also like this disparity between african-americans and african almost you know where it's like i mean people would be like oh you're african like you you know like there's a difference because you know where your people are from i don't know where my people are from so that was like for a minute that's what i thought racism was and then like you know the more i grew older i'm like no actually they're not being racist like they do have a point i mean this is like something to not be angry i don't don't want to say angry or jealous but it just makes sense that someone tells me you know you know where your people are from i don't know where mine are from but you know that's just something i realized and along the way i found out what really racism was and then that kind of you know i was like okay i should make something about this or at least i should try to communicate this you know because you could complain about it and whine about it like and be like you know or you could just do something about it Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is what i know how to do it's making clothes so it's just like trying to say something through you know the clothes i'm making pretty much yeah well said and when, what was the moment actually for you to to really figure out what this uh racism is about do you have a specific moment because i hear also some you know they say um when i really realized uh, that i'm black i mean also for me i can 
say that um, growing up here in Germany and um, spending my early ages in Uganda, mm. um, at one point I had to realize in Germany, okay, I'm black. And, and that moment is like, it, it just switches everything in your mind because you realize, okay, it's a, it's a disadvantage. And how did you deal with it? Yeah, I mean, okay, so first time I, I mean, when I was in high school, like, we would always get stopped by cops, you know, me and my friends just hanging out or whatever, but it was a bit normal. It's kind of like, I don't know, I just thought that's what it was. Yeah, I remember once, like, a cop came to, like, our house because my little brother, I don't know, when he was younger, he just loved, like, me styling cops. Like, I don't know why. Like, he would just call the cops and they would show up and they would ask to see everyone in the house and make sure everyone is okay. But um, my stepdad used to have, like, this used car dealership. So, like, sometimes it would just be, like, cars in front of our house. And I remember, like, the cops came and checked, like, absolutely, like, every, like, tag on all the house. And, like, my, you know, my dad was like, oh, you know, oh, this is racism, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't realize, like, it was at all how racist, like, you know, that that was racist. But I think maybe that was, like, the, I don't know. I think that was the first time is they just couldn't believe that, you know, black people lived in this house and had this i don't like i don't know but i would like to think you know it was always like in the back of my mind that just the idea of like a black person not belonging was mm-hmm. like i don't know like you know what i mean but it's just like it was always you were in their space kind of like you were in an upper class in a wealthy yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it was even middle, if anything, but it's just like, you know, my, my dad would always complain about that. Just like, you know, this type of things, but I never like took it serious. I never knew what it was. Even when cops would like stop me when I was in high school, just going in my neighborhood, whatever, like it was normal. And I mean, I've had so many racist experiences that I can't tell which was the first one, but I think, you know, like it was more me just seeing the world. It wasn't even like my experiences weren't even what made me realize it. It was more like how the world interacted with, you know, yeah. I don't know how to put it into words. No, you're doing it. You're yeah, but, it. Yeah. You know, but I can't even tell which was my first, but there's been a few, trust me. Mm-hmm. There's been a few, but I just thought they were normal until it didn't feel normal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe you can talk about that situation when it didn't feel normal anymore. It didn't feel normal. Let's see. I mean, I remember once I was going home at night um, in LA and I had like a ruler in my bag and my ruler is just like, it's like this, I don't know. it, It looks, it's a curved ruler. Like no one would mistake it for a weapon unless you wanted to. But I got stopped by the cops for that because they thought my ruler was like a blade or something. You know, so it's just like little things like that. And like, it was also like, not just, you know, it was like a whole big deal where like they stopped and like searched me because of my ruler. So, um, I don't know. It's just like, but you know, shit happens. I don't like, it's always hard for me when people tell me to like talk about my racist experience. Cause like, to be honest, it's not exactly what drove me to like start, you know, producing the work I'm doing. It's more just like my interaction with the world. Like, you know, somehow my personal suffering or racist experience are not that big of a deal to me. It's more like how I, what I see that happens to other people. I think being able to see it from the outside is like a different perspective than when it happens to you. Yeah. When it happens yeah. to you, they'd be like, oh, it could just be a true mistake that he thought my ruler was a weapon. You know, it could just be whatever. Like, 
Yeah. So, yeah. True, true. No, I hear you. And um, I mean, with Black identity being a very sensitive um, topic, you know, especially now, and as a Black creative living now in Germany, um, how do you respond through your creativity? I mean, I'm still figuring it out but i think i'm responding to my creativity to me it's more a reminder of who i am almost you know i mean yes negro cowboy is like very different not you know it's not like i was ever a cowboy i was just like fascinated with it at the moment but it is like a a part of like um black culture that's been rewritten so much that you know i mean i remember watching interviews about it where they said like there was this one movie with is it John Wayne? One of these mm. cowboys where he had like a black mask on and the character was actually based on like uh, a black man, but they didn't want him to be black. So they put like this white man, gave him like a black mask, you know, just little things like that. So it's just like, to me, it was interesting to see how history has been written to the point where when you think of a cowboy, you think of like Texas, you know, hat, whatever. So that's why I made that. Um, my recent collection was more about Nigeria and... You know, I miss Nigeria. I haven't been in a long time. So it was nice to make that um, thing because my parents moving to America was like very impactful to like all of our lives. So, you know, yeah. I did a collection about that and just like, I mean, I was very happy. Like I was trying to also make something more positive, just given how like my year has been or the year has been and the whole NSARS thing happened. And like, it was so hard not to include that in my work, you know, but yeah. uh, no, you know, I'm just gonna let the world do its thing and still like go for what I was doing. So I think it's, yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, how you, yeah, as a black creative, how do you respond, you know, through your creativity? I mean, just to create, us- be honest, but yeah. you know, I'm just at a point where I'm trying to make something um, more positive and still true to like who I am and still true because the thing is as a black person we can complain forever about racism and everything but it's like when I think of the future generations I want them to be able to be like oh you know what we had Beyonce and she like dominated the world just like in the 70s 80s when all these things was, was happening you know they still had like I don't know, like amazing black artists who like help people get through that time. And we look back on that now. We're like, yes, the seventies was, you know, great. The eighties was great for music, but really it wasn't, you know? So I think I would like to be more, you know, like someone that you, you know, when you're feeling down, when you feel like, Oh yes, it's also black people. You can at least like reference black designers. Like, you know, when I was in, College was like when Pyre Moss and them were, uh, were yeah. like famous. Mm-hmm. I wish they had been like as big as they are now when I was in college because that would have been like a huge inspiration for me, you know, to see like Telford, to see all these people. But exactly, it exactly. wasn't really what a reference I feel, and it's changed so much between then and now. Yeah, yeah. just reacting to my environment would be trying to create just work that puts black people in like a in a good light. Yeah, you know, where like our whole experience or our whole like being isn't just about I don't know like trying to fit into like a Western world or whatever. Like there yeah. should, there's more to it, and there should be more to it. I feel great, right? No, it's it's true. Yeah, I mean um, to see role models, and of course Pyramus. I mean um, 
it's a, it's, it, it's a, he's an inspiration. And um, I think this is what I love around this time that we have the chance now to be visible and um, thank God we have social media. We can really link up and connect and we are able to, um, yeah, be visible yeah. at one point, you know? Yeah. So, um, and also I think for your work, social media plays a huge role. Definitely. Um, it has, you know, I don't like social media, but I also love it at the same time because, you know, yeah, I, I love looking at like, just, I don't know, just like how people in Africa have like by themselves redefined like the, the Eurocentric like perspective of Africa. You know, like when I first moved to America, people would ask me like, oh, did you have like a, I don't know, did you have like a panther as a pet? Did you have like a, just whatever animal they come up with? Because they somehow with the advancement in the world and everything, they still believe that a vast majority of Africans lived in huts. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just like going on social media and like seeing creatives from Africa, like seeing people like Stefan Tayo and just like all these amazing artists putting themselves, like presenting themselves to the world and not like, oh, some white man went to Africa and discovered them and brought them to Europe. I think that like social media did great in that part because no matter what happens, you know, like people can't unsee what they've seen. Like now they've seen a different side of Africa. They've seen creatives. They've seen like, I don't know, the buildings we live in. And they've, you know, especially this year, like people have seen that Africans go through the same struggles just like we go through here. Like, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing happening and NSARS happening. It's just going on like all over the world. So at the end of the day, it's just like we're all fighting for like just a normal life. Well, I don't even know how, how to explain it. Like we all have the same struggles. You know, we just happen to be on different sides and to be born in different country. Mm. So, yeah. 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 You're saying it. And, um, Maybe can you also give us an insight, um, since um, you're based in Berlin, how is it as a black creative when you compare now to your days in the US? Hmm. Do you feel you have um, always the same access and um, recognition and um, appreciation? Or you think, um, yeah, your work is more recognized um, internationally than in Germany? I mean, the thing is, I, I don't see, I don't think I'm as big as you. I, I don't see myself like that big where I can even think like internationally or whatever. I mean, um, how do I explain this? How do I put this? Definitely like, you know, I'm sure a few people in Berlin know about me, you know. Um, my first collection that I'm proud of or whatever, whatever, all happened like when I moved to Berlin. You what know, is the, it called, the first collection? Uh, the Negro Cowboy. It's not my first, but it's like the yeah. first that, you know, where I could be like, oh, I launched my brand, I have a first collection. Yeah. This was an idea that's been brewing in me before I moved here. I just happened to like get here and then make it happen. But I don't know, internationally, whatever, like, yeah i think (laughs) i don't know but definitely you know a few people in the u.s that are in my circle i'm sure know about my work and also knows but 
I think it's been a bit random the way it's happened. You know, like I had a pop-up store in Athens last year. I also had like a show in Moscow. Like I was invited to the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. So I think just that randomness has made people in random parts of places know about me. Yeah. But it's not like I'm like so big that they like discovered me. It's just like, no, I'm just like this little dude. And like I end up in places and people there like, oh, welcome. And yeah. And how was the experience in Moscow? I don't know. When I left Moscow, I think I had like, I was so stressed that I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Moscow is racist. But now that I look back, it is definitely a very white place. But um, Moscow, it was interesting. You know, I met like, I remember one of my models for my show was like an African doctor who was also a model. And that's just interesting, you know, but it's, it's a very white place. It's weird, but it's not just like, it's weird towards black people. It's just like a place for rich people. Like they seem to have like this kind of oligarchy system in a way still going on. I'm not sure. I only spent like a week. No, was it a week? Not even a full week there. Yeah. I can't speak much of it, but you know when you touched base it was like because you were invited to the runway show and you were also part of a you know i I just think yeah they're just a bit behind you know the way they work like i remember being backstage and i got like just weird vibes you know the weird vibe to get as a black person sometimes and Mm -hmm. i got that Mm -hmm. but overall it was chill you know were you the only black designer showcasing I believe so, yes. There was also someone from China. She was cool, but I think it was just, you know, yeah, just added tokens from like different part of the world too. All right. You know, but I think it was all a part of them trying to be more diverse and stuff. So it shows that someone is trying, but they are that far behind where they still have to try to be diverse and stuff. It's almost like how I feel also in Berlin where it's like, you know, the black mm-hmm. people here are just kind of scattered and every now and then they just have to pull in like, you know, random black people to seem more diverse and more whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And how would you then describe the German fashion scene? I don't know much about it. Um, right. I also, I don't know. How, it's just, I don't understand it. Okay. You know, cause I don't know when I look at the German fashion week and stuff, people are definitely doing their thing here. Like, the other day I had to do a styling and I met like some good designers, but I don't think they were part of like the German fashion scene. All right. So, yeah, I mean, as far as designers go, I'm not sure about what the German fashion scene is like, but you know, I do have like good stylists that like I really respect and like, I like their work. Actually, uh, two of them are black and like good friends of mine, um, Olive and uh, my friend Laurie, like they're really good stylists and they do have like an aesthetic and they do try to create things that are meaningful and inclusive, like, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to create work that like represents black people. So that I know a bit about, but also because, you know, I work with these people and I know them, but the fashion scene overall, no idea. Okay. Yeah, no comment on it. <laughs> Would you like to get to know it? I mean, sure. You know? Sure, but I just think it has, like, a long way to go, if we're being honest, from, like, what I've seen. Yeah. But also, I'm not, yeah, like, I know, like, designers sometimes come here and show, like, their collection and just kind of bounce. I know Butter showed their collection here a while back, and this other designer I like, I can't think of their name, but I don't think 
years, you know, I think people in Berlin are trying to go to France or wherever else to show, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And actually, um, can you also maybe tell us um, one of your great, um, let me call it, industry experiences? And great you really, yeah. <laughs> I mean, going to Moscow was cool, I'm not going to lie because it's it's not on my list of places to go to at all and okay. it all just happened and i just ended up there so that i have to say that's like a pretty cool experience you know yeah. being invited to like show there like little me that i am so oh you yeah <laughs> you're doing good thank you yes yes absolutely i mean you have a nice unique um touch and um the way you relate to your um work and um yeah it has it's something about it you know what what is is you it's it's representing you and um i mean it's important we need to find our language um how we can communicate and um certain topics yeah as racism is it's not always easy to talk about it but i think it's time to really face it and to speak about it as institutional structural racism because what most people know over here it's the individual one but we just need to see it as really something it's taking place in the system and um we are in the system if you're black if you're white you can't escape it so um it's about finding new solutions yeah, definitely. I mean, that's also, I guess that's my struggle at times, you know, because it's like, it's, I mean, as far as my circle and the people that I surround myself with, it's all like white, black, whatever. Like, it's all people who are willing to change. Like, sometimes I feel my white friends are like more educated than I am because, you know, they like send me all this like post on Instagram. Like the other day, my friend was like, oh, actually I was reading, I was listening to this podcast about this person that said, it's a bit unfair to like call yourself um, a person of color if you have like white features and pass as a white person. And to me, I'm just like, yes, but also it's like, you're allowed to call yourself whatever you are as long as it doesn't affect my space. You know, you can't be a white person going, I'm black, but if you want to be like, I'm a person of color, sure, choose what, but you know, it's like, she feels no, no, like she agrees with this person, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I just feel like, because my fight personally is with the system. Like you said, it's so hard for me to like be harsh on people at times. Like, sure. I get mad when like racist things happen, like during the whole black lives matter movement, I kind of just shut myself in. I was ready to do it. My Instagram, I like stopped dealing with the world because I'm just like, you know, how can this still be happening? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not with like individuals. I feel, you know, if this system wasn't set up the way it is, like, you know, like, I just think about it a lot. That's 2020 and racism is still a thing. Like, that bothers me so much. You have no idea. Because, like, I just think of all the advancements we've made in the world and the fact that someone still thinks they're better than you based on their color or whatever. Yeah. When you think about how this actually happens, like, it's literally someone up there pulling the strings of the little people and waging them against each other. It's always hard for me to... You know, like, I just have an idea. I'm like, I'm going to go for it. But then I think about it and I'm like, nah, it's it's not, you know, worth it because my fight isn't with any individual, to be honest. It's more yeah. systematic to say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what do you wish to accomplish? 
to accomplish. Hmm. I wish to accomplish something that's true. Mm. Something that, um, let's see. Like, you know, I just, I wish to be able to change a few minds and just, I don't know. It's like what I said about how, you know, the perception of African black people is slowly changing. Like I would love to be a part of that. Like, you know, part of the reason why people are like, Oh, you know, mm. I don't know. Cause I feel like sometimes it just seems like people don't know enough about black people and they are forced to go by whatever the media tells them. Obviously that's a bullshit excuse because the word is past that, yeah. but you know, I would love to be part of why people see black people in a better light. Yeah. And just contribute something fruitful to the world, you know, like in a few years, hopefully I'm on someone's mood board for, you know, I okay. don't know. Yeah. Like, I inspire them or something. <laughs> good. No, that is a good one. Absolutely. Um, and what are your thoughts on, you know, Afrocentric consumerism by the diaspora and globally? By the diaspora, I definitely love it because, you know, I mean, when it comes to consumerism, black people, we're, we're on top. Like, you know, we, we love consumption of whatever it is and seeing like the whole, you know, like black people supporting black businesses and trying to make a point out of it also makes me happy because I know like a while back I was reading this thing where they were talking about how basically like communities like Jewish communities and all this recycle money, like this amount of times be, uh, between each other mm-hmm. black have the least, like, you know, we're so eager to like spend on the next big designer, which I don't think it's on purpose. I just think, you know, we just love being fly and we love whatever, but seeing them make a point of like buying black designers and that makes me very happy. Um, you said worldwide or internationally globally yeah mm-hmm. globally i think i mean i'm obviously very happy about it i'm not gonna lie but i also just hope it's not a phase you know because mm-hmm. i think there comes this phase where the world or the western world always feels guilty when shit happens and they're like oh you know we're gonna buy black and we're gonna support black businesses and then they just go silent like a few years after i hope that's not what's going on but regardless, even if that's what's going on, it's just when you present people to the world, they're now in the world. You know, like people will always want to buy Kenneth Eze. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's out there and like, that's just it. Like we've proved that point that black people are very creative, which I mean, we've always all known that, but somehow the world seems to be like neg- negligent to it, whatever. But yeah. you know, so it doesn't matter globally if it's just like, they're just playing games or they're just, you know, you know, you know what white people do, you know, just, it doesn't matter if that's what they're doing. Cause at the end of the day, they're putting us out there. And once we're out there, like we're out there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's about also us um, defining or, finding definitions and um, shaping our uh, brands and um, making sure the fashion economy in, in African countries benefits from it, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, since you have been, yeah, for quite some time out of Nigeria, um, 
and uh, you will yes yeah, soon travel um yes what's your idea in in you know once you're back home um what you want to do with your you know background now experience and um yeah oh when i'm back home i'm definitely just going to be chilling to be honest i'm looking forward to it but i mean i would love to be able to just go there and just learn some things because i feel like i've been away for so long that like my perspective is definitely like you know the whole world has evolved and like i haven't been there to like actually like see nigeria for example like evolve so i'd love to learn i mean i'd love to go about and see where i can buy fabric what type of fabric is available like just you know like there's so much that i'm like curious to see because it's been like a long time since like i've been to nigeria so yeah yeah good like, there's just a lot <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, this is so good. I have been there um last year, 2019. Amazing. It was oh wow. I was Amazing. right there, VI, Victoria Island. Okay. I was there for um Lagos Fashion Week and um nice. yeah, it's it's a vibrant place and um mingling with the creatives was amazing and um nice. being around was was good to feel it to feel it absolutely nice. yeah you know speaking to my aunt the other day and she was like you know if you go to nigeria like you're just like you're going to forget all your troubles and just be happy she was like i don't know why but nigeria just does that to me because everyone is like so happy and cheerful regardless of what and like i feel like that's refreshing you know cuz like I mean especially this year it's all be like racism, I don't know, protests, like all this crap going on. Like I would love to be in a place where people are just being, you know, like everyone is just like black and you know just happy to be black. Like when you're in Europe, it's you always have to like focus on like you know, you go out you're like, "Oh yes, this person at the market was being rude to me because I was black blah blah blah." In Nigeria, I don't think that happens because everyone is black and everyone is, you know, just just enjoying the blackness so i just want to go there and just like enjoy it and just you know <laughs> you know <laughs> enjoying blackness yeah this yeah, is man. another thing you know cuz blackness i mean it's it's out here you know it's it's used now it's uh something uh you can um sell your product with and you know um get it out there but see, but see there is this difference there it's like i mean it's different it's not being black it's just being a human being okay. and like this beauty in that you know like in nigeria it's just everyone is just human as far as the next person is concerned cuz they're all like the same color and no one is like you know like i don't know you just don't have to be conscious of racism and i think it would be really nice to live and breed a air that's like you know just mm. yeah that's yeah. just fluid and not you know bumpy and not yeah 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 without doubts you know and not being really yeah. um aware of okay in what kind of space are you at the moment and always explaining yeah. yourself and um and and yeah, always just have to explain nothing that part you know just people just get it and i yeah. think that yeah that would be nice yeah yeah absolutely so you feel also as a creative that um this explanations about yourself and what you do is is sometimes just getting over your head. Ah, it's just tiring. I mean that's like 
you know, like this podcast, I was really excited to have it. But the thing is also like, sometimes I just, I don't even know what to say anymore. Cause it's just like, you know, when I really look around, black people always have to explain themselves. And I don't, I mean, maybe some white people do, but most white people don't, you know, like they just make stuff and they're like, I made this funky, lovely hat and it's so funky, buy it. And as a black person, you have to be like, yes, you know, like just, it's like that constant, like we always have to sell ourselves. And despite the positivity and like the light that like is being shown on like black creative, we're still selling ourselves 24 seven and like, it's nice, but also tiring. Like, you know, you shouldn't feel like you have to constantly like sell yourself. Like it, it should be enough to just like make, you know what I mean? Like yeah, every black person doesn't have to be an activist. Like some black people should just enjoy being black. You know, obviously like for those of us or like for those who have chosen like a life of like activism, that's nice. But like at the end of the day, people should just be able to enjoy their being. Because yeah. it's, it's something that most people don't have to do, but black people just, this is like something that we always have to do. And it's, it's a bit, you know, mm-hmm. annoying, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And what you say, tiresome. Yeah. You lose energy because you always have to be yeah. in a position where you have to, again. It's like um, being forced to be passionate 24 seven. Like that, that's, that can be, you know, like you should be passionate when you feel like it. You should be like, okay, yeah, but not like, you know, 24 7 having to, you know, at least this is like how I see it. And maybe like also because in Germany, they're like so few, like, I mean, it's not so few. There are quite a few black people, but like the people I surround myself with, it also seems like that's what they're doing. It's like constantly trying to, you know, in, interact with the world in a very I am black way where sometimes it was nice to just be and to just be human because people respect you as like the, as a human and everything. Like you don't have to constantly remind them to like, I don't even know how to explain it. But I just feel like every black person always has to remind people they're black. And that's, that's very annoying. Like people should be able to, people should respect our space, respect our being and all that. Just simply, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Like I shouldn't have, to you know people shouldn't worry about saying the n-word and not saying it just don't say it just you know just i don't know i hear you i hear you <laughs> <laughs> i do so what would you love to do what would you love to um to see in the in the future or let me put it this way um yeah what future trends uh in african fashion would you like to see? Um, I mean, I would definitely, I mean, I like the, the, I keep going back to Kenneth easy because I do like him. Like, for example, the fabric and everything that he uses is like, those are fabric that like my grandparents and great grandparents wore. It's just like, you know, like a more festive version of it, a nicer version. So it's like, it would be nice to see like ideas that are like true to like African, you know, style. Like, obviously, the overall aesthetic could be, you know, I mean, even young Africans are not really, like, walking around in their booba and, like, you know, the overlook. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just a bit much. But, you know, I like, I'm happy about how um, it's been translated into more formal clothing. I don't want to say Western clothing because we all wear, you know, jeans and whatever now. So, I, it, yeah. It, uh, yeah. But I mean, I think they're already doing it. I mean, I'm very happy to see like 
African mm-hmm. creatives are like pulling out. Absolutely, yeah. definitely. And in your opinion, um, also, I would like to know what digital trends can we expect to see in the next few years from the industry? Digital trends? Yeah, like, you know, since you're the next generations, you're all into technology and, you know, coming up with absolute new styles. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be wild and it's going to be... I'm hoping it will be original because, you know, just we live in like a trendy world and that's also what social media has done. Everything is like all trendy. But when I speak to my little brother and whatnot, like he seems to have very original ideas. He seems to be very, I can learn everything from YouTube and I don't have to go to school. So I think like this is going to breed like a new type of environment, so to speak. So I don't, I can't tell you how the digital trend will be, but it's going to be great because, you know, it's like, just like social media is like out here, like the knowledge that people are gaining is yeah. like out there, like you can't take it from them. And it's just, you know, like when I was in Africa, they were still teaching us that slavery in a way wasn't that bad. Like, you know, the white people came and saved us, blah, blah, blah. I don't think you can tell like African kids on Instagram the same thing anymore because they know, like, you know, they've seen like how, colonization and all that is like affected them so i think like this knowledge that we are gaining is going to breed like a new type of creativity Mm. and non-digitally i just think you know like yeah it's it's a new world that i'm excited to see absolutely yeah i love it the new world yes 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 totally no and uh what is so amazing about it we are we are part you know we are we're involved and um, I mean, what you're already doing, you know, you're already um, having some significant um, handwriting. So I'm going to follow you. And um, yeah, so for you out there, you should definitely check the brand out. Soji Solarin. Um yeah, so we're about to come to an end, actually. And what we always do on the Fashion African Now podcast, okay. we do ask two key questions. The first question is, what does fashion mean to you? Hmm. Okay, what well, fashion means to me? Well, for me, it's just simply, you know, it's just like an expression. You know, it's, it's like... I see it as like any other art form and my definition is constantly changing of fashion. I mean, right now I'm a bit intimidated by it because it's like the direction it's going. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. But I don't have that crazy in me to go like as crazy as like some designers go. So I find that, but you know, like it's just, it's art. It's like trying to express yourself through a very simple medium. Because, you know, fashion is quite simple. It's like everyone, you know, wears it. It's just like a part of our life. And, yeah, just like an art form, I guess. Okay. Good. Thank you. And um, the second question is, how do you define your role in this movement? My role? Um, I think I play a very small role in it. To be honest, because it's it's a very big world and there are people with huge ideas. 
and you know, I'm just another person with like ideas. So um, yeah, I mean, hopefully my role evolves. But for now, I think I'm playing like a small role, just like doing my part. At the end of the day, it's all like a bit self-centered still. Like, yes, I'm troubled by like racism and like all this other stuff. And I try to express it through my art form. But at the end of the day, you know, I go through moments where I just want to be and I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't going to be so like political or whatever. It's just going to be happy art or whatever. So I'm just another person making clothes, to be honest. <laughs> ah, you very humble. Nice. Yeah. Pardon? I said it's really how I see it. Oh yeah. It was like sirens. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. A good one. Absolutely. I love it. Um we will see what will happen in the yeah. future. We will, we will. Yeah, we're we're at the end of the podcast. Okay. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Likewise, I hope I answered all your questions well. I'm very random, so you did. I mean, you have your vibe, you have your style, you know, and I like okay. it. You're very confident, and you speak yeah. of your mind, and um, yeah, you know, yeah, good one. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Talking to you. Cool. Yeah, so you were listening to Fashion Africana podcast, and I was speaking with Soji. He's based in. Berlin and um, that's it yeah <laughs> thank you thanks Beatrice you're listening to Fashion Africana podcast we humbly ask you to respect our intellectual property we want to leave you inspired informed educated connected this is who we are Fashion Africana podcast. Get in touch with us on fashionafricanow.com.